People of Note on Fine Music Radio is proudly brought to you each week at this time by Peter Turin Productions. Fine Music Radio, and this is Rodney Trudgeon welcoming you to this week's edition of People of Note. We're going to be talking about art today, always a good subject compared with music or whatever else. And my guest is Faye Halstead. Faye was born in Zimbabwe. She traveled south to study at Natal University in Pietermaritzburg for a BA Fine Arts degree. She did a postgraduate course in ceramics, then lectured for a short time at the Durban Technicon, but soon found herself married and living on the farm Ardmore in the Champagne Valley of the KwaZulu-Natal Drakensberg. Now, the story of Ardmore begins almost 30 years ago, apparently, when in 1985, Faye Halstead started on a journey teaching ceramics to a talented group of rural people on a farm in a remote corner of the KwaZulu-Natal province. Today, the bustling studio is home to over 70 African artists whose ceramic works have been recognized as modern-day collectibles by auction houses such as Christie's, Bonhams and Sotheby's. So, Faye, it's great to have you here in town from the Natal Midlands, which is the most beautiful part of the world. Thank you, Rodney. It's lovely to be here, and thank you. Good. Well, there's been an exhibition on which ended on the 20th called Jabulisa, and I was struck by the fact that it had nothing to do with ceramics but everything to do with wallpaper and things like that. Just tell me, it's another side to your whole thing. Just tell me about this exhibition before we get into you and your life. Well, Rodney, like musicians that jam together, you know, and have an ear, it's the same with artists. I was found on the streets of New York by the Colin Sun creative designer, Shauna Dennison, a couple of years back. And she fell in love with our ceramics and said we would love to do wallpapers. For those of you who might not know, Cole & Son is a British wallpaper company. It's been in the out there for years and years and years. And so it was a great honor. And so that's how we got into wallpapers. <laughs> how do you mean they found you on the well, streets of New York? Well, in the streets of New York. We were selling in a little shop called Creel & Gow. And that's how, from Africa, on the streets, she saw our work and contacted us and said, I just think what you're doing, your artwork with the artists is amazing, and I think we could translate these into wallpapers. Are you keen? And you said yes, of course. Of course, you jump in, <laughs> boots and all. You know, I'm yeah. a, one of those fortune favors the brave, but, you know, and okay. see how it goes. So what is it, or I should say, is the wallpaper similar to ceramics from a decorative design point of view? Well, from the motifs, the motifs, the the little animals, the flowers, the plants, Mm -hmm. uh, we take these, extract these, and then they're all drawn, hand-drawn, and then that gets put together into a step and repeat, and it's done graphically and then printed onto wallpapers. Okay. So we did our first collection a couple of years back, and it was hugely successful. And they asked us to do another wallpaper collection. And two years ago, straight after Sellers in 2020, I went over to London, and we started working on this Jabolisa uh, beautiful collection. And it honors all the... The all creatures great and small. It's a tribute to David Attenborough and thanking him for what he's done for all our animals in Africa. Good grief. So it's it's very beautiful. 
So this exhibition that was on a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. that was all your stuff, was it? All it your... was a combination. So ah. what we did, we, we've launched the wallpapers. They recently launched. And uh, we were meant to be in Paris at the catwalk of the launch in January. But with this new variant, we couldn't get out there. Yes. And I said, right, we're going to Cape Town. I can't wait any longer. I can't keep something hidden for two years. We want to share it with everybody. And what for two years, we've been working on ceramics that are inspired by the wallpaper. So it's taking three-dimension back. Mm. So I gave the artists all these beautiful wallpapers, and they're bush babies, and there's beautiful praying mantis and rhino beetles and foliage, and there's totems of beautiful giraffes and elephants winding up and down into vases, and fantastic big urns where the animals with the pangolin and the wild dog and the roan antelope sort of travel along these pathways and these are all turned into three-dimensional artworks. So it's very, very African. It's fundamentally very, African. It's very African, well, yes. Yeah. All inspired by the fauna and flora of Africa. Of Africa. And mm. um, the exhibition ended on the 20th, uh, Sunday the 20th of February. But apparently, for people who didn't get to see it, it's going to be online for a month or so? That you Correct. Can visit? We're going to, everything's gone online now. That's what we've been doing for two years, mm. is holding exhibitions online. And it's just been fabulous to to have had people back coming to visit us. I know the art fair's been on as well. And um, so we're going to continue it online for those of our great overseas people that haven't been able to get out. And we also sell in Cape Town as well. So we have a beautiful store within a store with Ebony in Franchuk. And we sell at Christoph's at the Mount Nelson and um, at the waterfront with Charles Gregg, the jewelers. So we do have work in and around Cape Town that people can carry on going to. But this specific exhibition will carry on online. Okay, and it's called Jabulisa. Just tell me, people who want to go online to see it, what address do they go to? Ardmoredesign.com. Ardmoredesign.com. Ardmore, incidentally, is spelled A-R-D-M-O-R-E, so that's an easy one. And it'll be online for a month or so. And it'll be great to see these pieces of wallpaper. It sounds fascinating. But now I want to hear what your first piece of music is. What choice? What's your first choice? Oh, wow. Well, let's go with USA for Africa. We are the world. It's one of my favorites. Great big family And the truth 
USA, you are the world. There you are. How about that? The first choice of my guest on this week's edition of People of Note here on Fine Music Radio, Faye Halstead. And we were talking about the exhibition of wallpaper called Jabulisa. And I've also seen some interesting quotes. You're obviously very passionate about flora and fauna, Faye, because you say here the unique exhibition celebrates life through art, the beauty of the natural world and all creatures great and small. That's a nice kind of um, loving thing to say. Well, being an African at heart, growing up in the bush in Zimbabwe, I just love, I love all those beautiful creatures and plants, and it's the most creative place. And Africa has been a haven for great artists like Picasso to come out and see an art of the people too. I mean, Gosh. it's vibrant. That is true. That is true. Vibrant and... Um, Unpredictable. Dynamic, and I think, yes, it's not... We have seen a lot of daffodils in our lives. <laughs> <laughs> your, your book that you published in 2012, you're talking about USA, about the mm. world there, you say we are because of others. That's the title of your book. Yes. Meaning what? Ardmore's grown from a very small little rural area, and whenever I didn't know how to do anything, people all came to help me. So it's grown out of a love of people who supported me. And Ubuntu is a word, a Zulu word, which means, you know, man's an island, basically. Mm -hmm. And it started with Bonnie and Chalanchali, our first artists, and then the creativity spread and her sisters and cousins and aunts all joined. And now today the team is not just artists, you know, from there an uncle will come and he'll become the kiln operator or a taxi driver will uh, be driving people to work and then I'll say, well, what do you do for the rest of the day? And they become a packer, you know, so mm. that's that's how it's Ardmore's grown. And when I didn't know how to run the books or the accounts, I've asked people and they said, well, I'll help you with that. So I really believe that... Uh, it's a very special place, Ardmore, because it's been built on, on dear, kind people who, in their expertise, have given to it for, for the love. And where does the word Ardmore come from? It means a high place, and up in the Drakensberg, central Drakensberg, where the farm existed, uh, it, the Scottish settlers settled there. So it's a Gaelic word, and it means a high place. Okay. So the one little mountain's Arthur's seat from Edinburgh. So I think people all were reminiscing about their homes mm -hmm. and naming naming spots after their home country. But I see that you've moved the centre, Ardmore, to your home in the Natal Midlands Correct. rather than where it was before. So your your whole world, basically, is Ardmore. That's right. People often say, what's your surname, Faye? And they call me Mother Ardmore, <laughs> Faye Ardmore. Um, yes, we. Uh, my husband sold the farm in back in, in 1996, and mm -hmm. we moved to his parents' farm in Springvale, Rosetta, Natal Midlands. And then we divorced, and I bought this beautiful property on the confluence of two rivers, the Lyons and the Impafana River, and that's become now the Ardmore headquarters. And it's in Caversham, which is very close to Michael House School. Mm -hmm. Beautiful area. It's lovely. Beautiful. And it's, is it open for people to come and view? Is there a museum yes. there? Or? Yes, there's a museum, the Bonnie and Chalanchali Museum. It's in construction at the moment. We're building a brand new studio, artist studio. I've never had an artist studio before. We've always worked out of a stable or an old pigsty or cattle shed. So this is very exciting for us. But there's a beautiful gallery which overlooks the Lions River and visitors can come and visit and have picnics, 
Very beautiful. And also, you presumably sell things there yes, as well. Yes. Your, your artworks. Yes. So, it's in the middle of Natal, Natal Midlands. I'm interested to know how you involved the local population because you've got a whole lot of young black people involved in this whole operation as well. Correct. Just like jamming, musicians, similar thing. Oh, yes, you say, yes. yes. You know, artists they, who are creative um, come and they bring me drawings or they show me some of their skills and we, we take artists on so it's older artists now and then the younger generation coming through, mm -hmm. which is very exciting. And you teach... And I teach, I mentor more. Mentor. I don't believe in controlling an artistic spirit. I sort of throw a few seeds and ideas and leave it to the artist. So each individual artist has their own expression. You can mm -hmm. actually identify a style that belongs to certain individuals. But what is very rare, again, it goes back to that uh, no man's an island. There's a responsibility between artists. It's a collaborative so you've got one artist who will do the throwing and the sculpting, and then it'll be fired, and then it goes to painters. So there's this beautiful handing over with no real discussion of this is how I want this, this is how I envisage it. So these artists work together in a way with trust and responsibility that the painter is going to respectfully handle the work that the sculptors made. It's an interesting because, I mean, you, you spoke about it being individual, fundamentally mm. individual, and yet they are sharing their artistic creativity it's, it, by and, painting. And that would not be Western. Western people, oh, it's mine, like the seagulls in Nemo, you know, sort of, it's mine, it's mine, it's mine. I'm, don't do it like that, you know. Uh -huh. So there's this beautiful rhythm. I call it rhythms that is in a different culture that I've really appreciated about the artists working together. Like and how this. many people are involved at your at your home? About 30 in the sculpting oh. studio and 30 in the painting studio. And where do they all live? In the village of Ligerton, but how we work it is by month end, there's a lot of Sutu artists and there's a lot of Zimbabweans uh, who do stay. They only normally go back at, at year end. Okay. But the Sutus go often home. And we, from where we started in the central Drakensberg, some of those artists like to get home to their families uh, up in the Drakensberg area. Of um, it's near Champagne Castle. Oh yes. So what we do is we work until midway, and then at month end when they when they get paid, and the company has to pay the artists before we sell the work. So it's a very interesting business model, mm -hmm. and a trust that we believe in what we're going to sell, and then the artists go home for a good five days. I don't believe artists, you know, can just work at this as a job. Yes. They also paid for the work they do when it's completed. So if they choose to go and help a sister or an aunt who's sick, then what happens is that's fine. They they go do that and they catch up their work. So they're actually responsible for their own check yes. at the end of the day. And keeps them responsible, trains them to be responsible is what does. I'm trying to say. Yes. Yeah. Mm. All right, let's have another piece of music, Faye. Right, well, on that one, I think let's, uh, let's do Hot Sticks Mabusa with Burnout.
Sipo Hotsticks Mabuza. That was, and it was another choice of my guests on this week's edition of People of Note, Faye Halstead, who has this fascinating story about her ceramics business and now wallpaper called Ardmore, which is situated, as we heard, in the Natal Midlands, Cavisham, which is a lovely name of a place. Um, and also, by the way, at this point, I'd like to congratulate you, because at the end of last year, you received a rather special reward from our president, didn't you, President Ramaphosa? Yes, that was that was quite a thing. I was not expecting it. And I actually told him I ended up having lunch with him. And I said, you know, you just really, this award came at the right time because after the riots in Natal yes, that we had gosh. in July, I said uh, we were all very, very nervous about what was going on. But it was, very, it was a great honor, and I, I didn't realize it uh, when I was contacted about the award to come and receive it. But when I was there with some of the most incredible people, um, I was so proud and honored. Mm-hmm. For what is it? It's Ikamanga. 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 Yes, it's for the arts. Oh, is it's that an award for the arts. For the arts. Yes. Okay. Mm. What is it? A statue or a? It's badge a medal. It's a like medal. A, a damehood. If, if, <laughs> really? if, I, if we were English, I'd get a damehood. <laughs> you know. So it's a medal that mm-hmm. was given, and it, an honoring ceremony with people from bravery, people who've done fantastic work in, uh, you know, the political field, um, people in the arts. I was with some fantastic singers, people who've really put South Africa on the map. Mm -hmm. But what a lovely uh, thing to happen to you when you sort of feel that you've been recognized like that Uh, by the highest power in the land. Yeah, it was beyond. It really was Mm. a very Mm. special thing, you know. I sort of think, well, none of us do the work for, for a reward, but as I'm getting into my latter years, it, it was, it was <laughs> seeing yourself. There was always that beautiful program. I don't know if you saw a TV program. This is your life. Yes. And I, it's a special, special program. And uh, I felt a bit like that, oh. looking back at my life. And <laughs> <laughs> How widely is Ardmore known in South Africa? I mean, there you are in the middle of… Uh, in the sticks. In the, the sticks, <laughs> in the okay. Sticks. That's a hard one to say, but I do think that uh, we have become quite well-known now. Um, We've become a bit of a national treasure. Um, We had another exciting thing happen to us in 2013 when we were discovered by the company Hermes in in Paris. Oh, yes, gosh. And we ended up designing scarves for them. They were also absolutely blown away by our beautiful colors and designs and the fauna and flora and the designs. And uh, since then, we've been designing for them. And I think wearing... Wearing a scarf, seeing people at an airport wearing your scarf is, is, you know, the beautiful thing about visual arts and artists, nobody knows who you are, but they know your work, you know, and and people, they they always say, are you, are you, you know, Madam Ardmore or, you know, you're the artist. So, you know, with with a singer or with a film star, it's the person. But for an artist, it's the work that stands there. So I've had a lot of fun with these Hermes scarves, and for our designs to be recognized internationally has been incredible. But Hermes is quite a big, famous name, it's famous fashion. Big house, luxury brand. A luxury brand, mm, exactly. Mm. Gosh. And there you mm, are with your there stuff. There we are. 
And so when COVID hit and knowing we were going to have to survive and go online and sell online because all the exhibitions and I know in the in the theatres and it's it concerts, it's, it's been, the arts have been hit very, very, very hard. hard yeah. And um, we decided we would launch our own scarves. So I contacted Hermes and I said, look, you know, South Africans can't even buy a scarf, you know, from Hermes. And would you be okay if we designed our own so we've just launched scarves this last year so it's been a creative time this it COVID time mm. were any of the scarves on show at Jabulisa the exhibition they that's are just their been first launch yes and oh so very they are beautiful. there with the wallpaper they are with the wallpaper and and the the design is to king cheetah the rare king cheetah it's pattern it's through the genetics that these beautiful patterns come out mm-hmm. and uh, being someone who's been single for a long time i always say there's a rare king cheetah out there for me <laughs> so it's a bit of a joke <laughs> well i hope you take care mm. not to get bitten by one but there aren't any in the towel are there <laughs> no. cheetahs <laughs> we're no, okay no. it's okay up in the sabi mm. what i wanted to ask you these people who you train and mm. who work what happens to them eventually? Do they leave you and go out to do jobs or do they stay with you or do they some, become professional some, some decide that they'd like to work on their own and they mm-hmm. have left Ardmore. But they always want to come back. It's quite interesting. I think it's good for people to go and see what the big wide world is. Yes, of course. Um, I've had artists since 15 years old that are still with, with me years and years from the Berg days. Mm-hmm. Incredible artists. Um and some young people who've come straight out of school and sort of still think that there's something more out there for them where they could maybe go and work on their own. But I think it's very hard for artists out there on their own because the marketing part of any artist, that's why you have to work with a gallery, yes, you know, of you, course, yes. to get your name out there. And it's a decision one makes. Can you make the art... You know, or can you market yourself? So where do you want to spend time? Do you want to be in the studio or do you want to be marketing? You know, it's very difficult to do both. But I think you hinted earlier that you've got someone who does your marketing for you. Yes, my daughter Catherine does the marketing and my son is head of marketing. So my children have come into the business. Both my daughters are fine artists. So we've got this fantastic young team that's emerging. And my son, after studying business, I said, well, come on, let's let's start a, a new business, another sister branch to the ceramics, taking the designs and turning it into fabric. So he runs Ardmore Home, which is beautiful fabric and cushions and table linens, and that's now oh, it's okay. becoming like a Hermes house, yes. South African So not just brand. scarves, you going into the other things as well, cushions yes, and fabrics. Yes, we started that in 2010, and it's a, it's a fantastic little business. Mm-hmm. Also with the same idea, the same designs and things, of flora and fauna, Correct. Africa, down to the fingertips. Correct, yes. Well, now let's have another piece of music, Faye. What well, are you going to... I think with the launch of the scarves, we we put our scarves together with a beautiful piece of music. It's great fun. It's upbeat, and it's called Vuka Vuka with the Manhattan Brothers. Chaval, we're 
Vuka Vuka there, the Manhattan Brothers, and it was a choice of my guest, Faye Halstead, who's telling me this fascinating story about Ardmore ceramics, scarves being picked up in the streets of New York, which made you famous there with wallpaper, and it just struck me, we were talking about Hermes and saying it was a luxury upmarket company, but how did they get hold of a little lady in the middle of the Natal Midlands? <laughs> how did they find you? How did you get into... Hermes is good books. Well, we met this lovely lady called Elizabeth de Beaumont, and Elizabeth invited us to come to an exhibition, an international ceramic exhibition, which was outside Saint-Sulpice. So we all had little booths, like little pop-up shops, mm-hmm. and she had given me a few bridge tables to exhibit on. I was there with my daughter, Megan, and the bridge tables were flat so you didn't have much to get heights and levels but she had some lovely strong hat boxes Hermes hat boxes in her house and then they were lovely color orange one of my favorite colors and I said we're going to take those boxes and use them as uplifters and up and down and make this exhibition look a little bit more uh, professional because everybody had beautiful pro- professional stands with kitted out, but we looked like sort of a Tupperware party. Oh dear. <laughs> Real you Africa style. Yes. So my daughter said, Mum, this is the home, this is the city of Hermes, you can't use the boxes. I said, No, don't worry, we'll cover the, the brand with the, with the pot, it'll be fine. And sure enough, Three ladies came past, and I was talking in my best French, you know, it's uh, Le Ceramique de Zulu en Afrique du Sud. <laughs> and my daughter was embarrassed by her, you know, children are always embarrassed by their parents. 
And the next thing the lady said, oh, um, we are from Hermes. We see you are using our boxes. <laughs> oh, yes, that's right. oh, God, no. And I said, I'm terribly sorry, but, you know, we didn't have anything. We've come all the way from Africa. And, and a conversation started. And again, it goes back to the creative collisions. Anne Lecou was from Hermes, and she was the jewelry designer. And she said, this work is outstanding. Oh, gosh, congratulations. What a lovely story. It's a great story, mm. and it goes, goes beyond that. So what happened is um, they said, would you mind? Here's my card. We want to go back to the head of Hermes. We would love a meeting because we think we could turn this into beautiful design for Hermes. And I was very honored and flattered. And we left Paris to go and stay with friends of mine called Alexander Poussin and his wife Sonia, who actually walked from Cape Town to Cairo. Oh my Amazing me. people. So we were out in the country staying with them. And the next thing, the phone rang. And Anne said, will you come back to Paris for a meeting? But my friend Alexander only had a motorbike, and I was not going on the back of the <laughs> motorbike. <laughs> no. No ways. So I, I said to my daughter, Megan, off you go. You know, I'm going to throw you in the deep end. It's the next generation. I'm Mother Ceramics. This is for you young people. And we threw her on the back of a motorbike, and she went and presented Ardmore to the head of Hermes, and the next thing we were designing for them. Good grief. Yeah. Congratulations. That's a, that's a great story. A You've great. had a few lucky breaks, haven't you? I think we have. <laughs> in your life. But now I want to find out how it all began. You know the great whole story. They say that um, you were born in Zimbabwe and then decided to come south to study. Did you immediately go into art? Were you interested in art right from the beginning and yes. ceramics? Not ceramics. I was a painter. I majored in painting. And then our professor of ceramics said, I'd love you to start working in ceramic. Would you like to do a postgrad course? And I did, but I painted in ceramics. Mm -hmm. I actually made these mural, big sculptural mural pieces. And then went to lecture at Durban Tech, and it was one of those cases of last in, first out. They were retrenching, so I hadn't got tenure yet, and um, I was high and dry. But obviously, that's how it was meant to be. So Clearly. I was didn't know whether to go back to Zimbabwe, and as I always say, I was in love with a delicious young farmer up in the Berg, and men love hopeless and <laughs> stranded women. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so anyway, I joined James Burning up on the farm in, in Ardmore. He was a young man who was starting out his career as a farmer. And I took what I had, which was my hands, and said, I'm going to teach local people. And we that's how I started with Bonnie. She had polio. She was on the farm, and she was just, you know, how it was meant to be. She mm -hmm. was incredible. Your artist. first pupil, in fact. My first pupil was an, an incredible artist. And out the blue, we won the Standard Bank Young Artist Award in 1990. Alan Crump, Marion Arnold, they got us uh, th this award, and off we set off in 1990 to Grahamstown, where we had our first um, big exhibitions. Uh, it was the first time it was jointly awarded. Mm -hmm. And from there, uh, we were on the map. You know, you always need those lucky breaks. You do. You and do. you've had a few, haven't you? I've had a lot You're more blessed. than a few. <laughs> you, indeed. <laughs> Just going back to Bonnie for a moment. Mm -hmm. Bonnie, and I must get the name right, Inshallah Charlie. Correct. Inshallah Charlie. 
There's a story. She died of AIDS. Correct. And this is why you've named something after her. Just oh, tell me that the story. Museum. The, the museum. The museum at your house in Caversham. That's right. Yes. Bonnie's son is mm-hmm. one of the our artists now. He joined us, and he's an incredible sculptor. When you say sculptor, uh, does that mean in any, uh, or is it just ceramics? Just ceramics, yes. So, so sculpturing in, in ceramics? Yes, ah, yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, and he has a great affinity for the human figure. He mm-hmm. can really do some magnificent work. He doesn't paint. Okay. So it would then, his work, as you said earlier, would be painted by somebody Correct. after he'd completed the basic shape. Correct. So it's it's a process, a drying mm-hmm. process, a firing process. So often some of our more spectacular masterworks can take up to five months. Gosh. Mm. Are you hands-on at all at the moment? I mean, presumably you there were there years ago working with a ceramic and shaping it and doing stuff. Not, as, not as much as I was, but if, some, if I'm wanting a special line, I'm very happy to grab the brush. Mm-hmm. But going around, it's more giving people ideas, inspiring them, keeping artists motivated. There was a lot of depression during lockdown. Yes, I'm sure. Uh, that was quite difficult to keep people sort of happy. In fact, one artist tried to commit suicide, and I said, break lockdown, get into the studio. And I hadn't realized how important that is, that discipline coming every day, the nurturing, mm-hmm. you know, that it's Did it's you have important. to close your studio during we lockdown? We did. We had to close during lockdown. That was quite a thing, calling the group in because, you know, there was this shock. Yes. It was a shock. Yeah. We're going to have to choose. Where do you, do you want to lock down here with me? But once you're in the gates, you can't get out or lock down in the village. And a couple of artists chose to lock down with me, and we, we worked during that time creating some incredible works that the inspiration came from COVID-19, mm-hmm. and the others worked from home. I gave them clay because I thought it was important, and paint, and set them all of home, and, and they worked in their little Gosh, village. That's also in a funny sort of way a good story because the lockdown did a lot of damage, I think, to a lot of people psychologically. Especially the artists. Especially the artists. The musicians yes. here mm-hmm. uh, in the orchestra that I met say, how, you know, it felt as though half their life was cut off. Half the, uh, limb was, was cut terrible. Off. It yeah. was terrible. And we had to learn to, and that, thank goodness I had my children involved because they've had to take it all through social media, selling through online, exhibitions mm. online. I think people had to invent or be very creative with how they started to keep everything alive. You know, our people who were buying just, obviously we sell a lot to tourism. You know, the tourist industry was badly affected. Mm -hmm. And most of our stores just said, we can't pay you and we're sending the work back. And, um, you know, we're not buying. Debilitating. Mm. Well, let's get off that subject now and have some more. We can in Cape Town. (laughs) In beautiful Cape Town. (laughs) Let's have, although the northern and midlands, the Natal midlands are very beautiful. What is your next piece of music, Faye? I think on that note, let's have a little bit of upbeat stuff and let's hear Sugar by Adam Levine. It's one of my favorites.
red velvet I want that sugar sweet Don't let nobody touch it Unless that somebody's me I gotta be piece was called Sugar by Maroon 5. And another choice of my guest here on People of Note on Fine Music Radio, Fair Hofstede, a fascinating story about Ardmore, ceramics, wallpaper, scarves, goodness knows what else. I did ask you, Faye, just now, you know, I wanted to go back, but we got to the university stage. But um, when you were born in Zimbabwe and lived there, where did this love of art come from, wanting to get involved with art and ceramics? You said you were a painter initially. Yes, I think you you, in, you inherited with a gift. I, I think all artists, musicians. I do too. I think I, you there's something there that you need to find and do it. Mm. So for, as a little girl, I was very observant. I was a tomboy. I was always out <laughs> in the bush with my uncle and my dad, and we went fishing and shooting and so I think there was a great love, and I'm a very detailed person. I love looking at all the little things, you know, and um, little plants. So, so yeah, I, I think that started as a young person. And my aunt taught me, you know, I was sent off with my aunt. And my, I believe artists need to be really encouraged. And my father, being a much older man, always told me I was going to be a famous artist. And, you know, I think <laughs> you need that. You, you do. need to believe in yourself. And I think that's what I've done with our artists. You say you teach. I don't think I taught the artists. I think it was more I believe in you, you mm -hmm. know, and I think that self-worth is a very important thing. Because you used the word mentor, didn't you? You yeah, said I you think that. of yourself as a mentor, mentor rather than a teacher. An energizer. An you know, know, which energizer, absolutely. yes. I can imagine <laughs> you just judging by your behavior in the studio here, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> being quite an energizer uh, at your place at Ardmore. I think that's important. It is important because I, art needs to be inspired. It does. And I think the care... It needs an energy, doesn't it? it and the, the, it's a, it's, they call me the sunbird, you know, because I always <laughs> come along round and fertilize their piece. What is, what, put a little bit, you know, nurture it, love it. Mm. And the artists have just needed that, you know, and that's how they've blossomed. And the more they could 
do, the more I said, well, I'm not going to patronize you. It's not good enough. Let's go more, you know, <laughs> yeah. on more. <laughs> so I think that's where, it, where, you know, the detail. It's that going the extra mile. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the creativity. I love African art. If in the Zulu art is not based on art for art's sake, it's been more craft orientated. So if we look at the beautiful ukamba pots, the big black pots that were burnt in a wood firing, and then the basketing, it's all highly detailed patterns. I love patterns. Mm-hmm. I love my mother's Persian carpets. My mother was Dutch. And I think that, that craftsmanship, you have to have that in art. And then, of course, when the Arab traders came with all their color and beads, you know, they traded. They traded their gold. They traded their ivory for these glass beads. And that is where the ceramic comes in because their pottery was just black. It was burnished and it it didn't have any colors to it. So by bringing Western technology in, Ardmore's evolved out of Zulu culture and craftsmanship. And then you had your little herd boys, the little boys looking after dad's cattle, molding little toys. They didn't have toys, so they molded little clay oxen and cows. And you put that all together. You put the coil pots of the women that they served their men beer in. You put all the animals, the little animals on top of it, and then the color and the glass, and you've got Ardmore. So (laughs) (laughs) That's a lovely way of describing Ardmore. Anyway, it's been a a fascinating story. I wonder how you relax. Very often towards the end of an interview, I say to the person, what do you do to relax? But it sounds as though your life is ceramics and teaching and mentoring. My son always says, Mum, please, when 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 we have our partners round, we have to stop business, but it never works out. <laughs> I'm sure not. We live and sleep the business. We rarely do because it's about people. Mm-hmm. Ardmore's about people. Um, I don't sleep a lot. I wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning most nights, and I've got great ideas because you that's my job is to feed and nurture and give exactly. ideas yes. to the artists. To and energize. So how earlier. do I relax? I like good movies. Oh, I, I love movies. I love listening to music. And um, I come home at the end of the day. And because I'm a very early riser, um, I'm normally asleep in the chair watching the movie <laughs> <laughs> by six o'clock. <laughs> Do you really get up every day at two o'clock and stay no, up? I, I don't get out of bed, but right, my brain's right. very wild. active. Yeah. And, yeah. and I have a great memory, visual memory. Mm-hmm. So if I thought of a great idea, I can ma- get it manifested out by yeah. the next day. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Faye, it's been great. Faye Halstead of Ardmore in the Natal Midlands near Michael House, if ever you're in that area, called Cavisham, a little place called Cavisham. But now, before you go, select a piece of music. You're going out to studio music. Well, we lived close to a little town called Ladysmith, and I remember taking my son Jonathan to watch Jaluka, it was. And so one of my favorite songs is by Paul Simon, You Can Call Me Al. In fact, it was our dance song at our wedding, and it was my son's dance song at his wedding. And uh, they got married in 2021, and we are going to have our first little grandson, so I'm going to be a grandmother. So it's the next generation (laughs) on the way. Good for you, Faye, good for you. We'll play out with that, and thank you for being a wonderful guest.
Thank you. Thanks for having me. And don't forget, if you missed the exhibition, Jabolisa, you can still see it online if you go to the website here, ardmoredesign.com, and that will be online for another two or three weeks. Thank you, Faye. I want a shot of redemption Don't want to end up a cartoon In a cartoon graveyard Bone digger, bone digger Dogs in the moonlight Far away in my well-lit door Just a beer melon, beer melon Get these mutts away from me, you know I don't find this stuff amusing anymore If you'll be my bodyguard I can be your long-lost pal I can call you Betty Betty, when you call me, you can call me out. A man walks down the street, he says, Why am I short of attention? Got a short little span of attention, and all oh, my nights are so long. Where's my wife and family? What if I die here? Who'll be my role model now that my role model is gone, gone? He ducked back down the alley with some roly poly little bat faced girl. All along, along, there were incidents and accidents, there were hints and allegations. If you'll be my bodyguard, I can be your long lost pal. I can call you Betty, and Betty, when you call me, you can call me out. Call me People of Note on Fine Music Radio was proudly brought to you by Peter Turin Productions. FMR.